When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Betches Media presents. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? Get your vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sup Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Caitlin Bird. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN needs a group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Today is Wednesday, September I wrote September 30th, but it's September 29th, isn't it? It is. Today's Wednesday, (laughs) September 20th. I'm just rushing through, rushing through September. And we still, as of this morning, do not know what Kirsten Cinema wants to spend the government's money on. We still don't know. Could be absolutely anything. What do you think would be number one on her list if it were totally up to her? She doesn't have demands. She's she's just here to to uh, maybe an entire media spread on Kristen Cinema's thoughts. Yeah, that's, that's oh. what she would have the government spend money on. Fly yeah. as many reporters as possible for herself. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. I mean, we we spent yesterday doing um, I would say a pretty a pretty heavy roast of Kirsten Cinema. I think the roast mm-hmm. we've been we've been waiting for. So definitely make sure that you check back on that yesterday. And then today I woke up and I didn't want to talk about Republicans or what yeah. Kirsten Cinema wants. So instead, we're going to spend <laughs> most of today's conversation on COVID and vaccines because a much as later, I uh, much less later frustrating topic. <laughs> You know, shit is dire when that's like the backup topic. Like, you know what? I just want to chill. I'm in a good mood. I want to stay in a good mood. Let's talk about death and disease. (laughs) (laughs) I did wake up to a slack from you today that was like, I do not want to talk about Kirsten Sinema anymore. And I was like, I agree with you 100%. Let's talk about literally anything else. Let's talk about literally anything else. So this is timely in the sense that, as I said, we're almost in October. We're in these warm weather months that we have learned by now are scary and troublesome when it comes to this virus. So like, where are we? Where are we headed? What do the next couple of months look like? So some experts say the Delta variant surge we're experiencing right now could be the last major wave of infection in the country. But that's assuming people protect themselves in the fall and winter months when we're gathering inside more. I don't know. I just feel like assuming people will protect themselves has so far not been a winning strategy. Like, why do we keep doing this? As long as everything goes according to plan and people behave rationally, this is the end. I'm so sick of like, oh, I'm so sick of being told the end is coming. It almost makes it even worse that it hasn't come yet. Yeah, I mean, I literally instinctively laughed at this phrase, assuming people protect themselves, because it's just not, it's an assumption that for the first 30 years of my life, I actually would have had. And it has been 
completely <laughs> destroyed by this pandemic. I feel like what you just said is what's causing the mental health crisis in this country. Yeah, part of it. like I thought that people for the most part would want to not die from a disease. And what I've found is that actually, no. No, <laughs> they don't mind being people. deadly weapons themselves. No, no. Yeah. Ugh, devastating. So currently, where are we at vaccination wise? Currently, 56% of the US population is fully vaccinated against the virus. That's everybody. I know that number sounds lower than you might think, but 67%, 67% of adults over 18 are fully vaccinated. It has taken us so long to creep up the 60s to get to 70. Hopefully, we're nearly there. About half a million people have received boosters. So the people that were waiting to be told they can get a third shot, they they're not hesitant. <laughs> they're going. Oh, yeah, for my it. dad got his booster. He's boosted. Amazing. My dad got his this morning. Really? Mm-hmm. Have yeah. you guys heard of anybody having any? I mean, I know that older people generally didn't have side effects from either dose. Did, did they get, did your dads get side effects? My dad has a kind of rare autoimmune condition. So like he was laid out by the vaccine each time. But um, if he got COVID, he would die. Right. So... <laughs> so- <laughs> Exactly. Fair so enough. I would say like my dad probably had on the more severe end of side effects from the vaccine, but it's like mm-hmm. he would also have the se- most severe consequence yeah. of COVID. <laughs> Joe Biden got so, his and I hope he was feeling fine because he had to meet with Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin yesterday for like the third fucking time. So I well, hope he was feeling wasn't okay. Feeling fine by the end of the day. <laughs> like these people are actually worse than covid possibly (laughs) i mean just i know we said we were going to talk about this but i just can't stop thinking like imagine like you're like joe biden you're like almost 80 years old and you're like i'm fine i'm gonna be a progressive hero and it ends up being like a sassy senator from alabama or from arizona might as well be alabama who gets in your way yeah no i mean i do imagine for joe being like wait who is this woman (laughs) to be a progressive hero I, I wish i wish he did but i always no, was skeptical really of him to. wanting to meet this moment because i remember going back to like the dnc and there were like so many republicans speaking and i was like why are all these people who are right. not democrat who like have actively damaged the democratic party speaking at our convention like who the fuck are these people and like as somebody who watched conventions all the time, I was like, this is not normal. It's not mm-hmm. normal to invite other people from the other party to your convention and put them in primetime slots. Like, yeah. like who cares? Like her husband destroyed Acorn because voter fraud. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm I kind of suspected that he was like more sympathetic to Republicans than he was to like people who are being destroyed by Republicans. And uh, unsurprisingly, we've got like two senators who want to do whatever they want, but whatever, you know, he's doing a good job and lots of other things that he's able to administrate without having to go to Congress. So I'll give him Matt, you know, like he gets an A for all the stuff that like he can do himself without Congress being completely fucking insane. Well, it's like you always say, it's like when it comes to elections, the Democratic Party has to appeal to everybody sensible, everybody rational. And then we sort of seem to take that, bring that into the governing part. It's like, we don't have to please every single person that elected Joe Biden. That's not the idea here. So, and I don't know if that's what Kirsten Cinema thinks. None of us know because she will not say. 
And we're not talking shit about her today. And we're no. not talking. And we're just. We're going to talk about detour. anti-vaccine. We're talking. But we're not talking shit. We're not talking. Today. <laughs> not today, Kirsten. Not today. <laughs> so vaccination rates returning to these. They have and should continue to go up as states, localities and businesses enforce mandates. But we are starting to see some of these waves of resignations in particular fields. Some of these vaccine mandates that were announced weeks or months ago are starting to take effect. But these are definitely really small waves. I want to note that as well. Like the overwhelming majority of people are deciding that they want to have jobs and not be deadly weapons um, when it when they are forced to be made to make that decision. One notable story today is that a North Carolina-based hospital system fired 175 employees who decided not to comply with their mandatory COVID vaccine policy. And the head of this hospital system basically was like, I see these as voluntary resignations. They Mm-hmm. They volunteered to not do what they were asked to do. And so this particular group is called Novant Health. They have 15 hospitals and 800 clinics. That's a lot of healthcare workers. And as of last week, about 375 were unvaccinated. They gave that amount of deadline to get vaxxed or fired and 200 did leaving 175. So that's definitely a small proportion. But when you think of how this disease spreads and like what lengths people are willing to do to avoid this vaccine, it, it's still, I find surprising. It's very strange. Like, it's just, I mean, I'm just, it's just scary that there are that many people who are like in the health system that feel exactly like (laughs) that is alarming to me. But again, there are people who are not fit for their jobs in every field. That's very true. (laughs) It's kind of, it's almost relief. It's almost a relief to find out like these people who were very obviously, like if you cannot reason your way through why a vaccine in the middle of a deadly pandemic that has killed millions of people globally is something that you should take. And we have all the evidence that the vaccine like works to prevent COVID. You are more afraid of the vaccine than you are of the the deadly virus that we've seen the results of the virus. I don't want you putting a catheter in. Like, let's no. not actually. Let's let's no. skip that part. Let's not. Don't take my blood. I don't want you being responsible for my health. Are you? Are you serious? Yeah, no. I definitely really wonder if, like, <laughs> I would like wonder if people that work in these hospitals are like, oh no, Karen, she's not here anymore. It's like, these, <laughs> you know, these people are probably everybody's least favorite coworker and everyone's oh, like, yes. absolutely. Stealing everybody's lunch. Like, you, you know, that they're the one, they're the worst ones. They're the nurses that are apparently the ones that are bullies in high school, because I've seen this trope mm-hmm. that some nurses were your bully in high school. And I have found that to largely be inaccurate, except for maybe this, this proportion we're finding. This those people I mean maybe they're still selling LuLaRoe on the side maybe they've got that yeah yeah my in um in college I didn't sign up for housing fast enough and I had to live in an off-campus apartment with these four random girls that I didn't know and they are all nurses they are all vaccinated nurses and their names were Kelly Kelly Candy and Carly (laughs) (laughs) and me And Elise. <laughs> yeah, and we just had kind of like a detente where like they were like, we don't ask her about her life. And you were I in college? Really ask- yeah, because I like didn't want to live on campus and I like messed up and then I didn't move into the house that my friends were living in. Yeah. And I kind of ended up in like a weird situation where I just ended up having to live with these girls Adult in women. nursing school. Who- oh, got it 
No, they were also my age. Kelly, Kelly, Candy, and Carly were my age. And the Kellys spelled it differently. Thank God. Of course. <laughs> As a Caitlin, I, I, I feel this story somehow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there are definitely Very four spellings of Caitlin. At least. Mm-hmm. No, there, at there's least. like 82 spellings of Caitlin. There are for I don't even bother two. with Starbucks. I'm just like, I'm Kate. Whatever. Let's just let <laughs> this all go. <laughs> hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So we're staying on the topic of vaccine mandates for healthcare workers. So yesterday, New York State's vaccine mandate took effect for these workers. In anticipation of resignations that people worried could impact the state's ability to care for all hospitalized residents, Governor Kathy Hochul signed an executive order basically expanding who can practice in the state, waiving certain registration fees, getting getting rid of just a lot of red tape that would prevent people from being able to practice, um, or I guess, medicine or, or be a registered nurse in this state were we to need them. It also hugely expands who could administer COVID-19 shots. I think I could do that. I, I'm, I volunteer. Yeah. How hard could it be? Just stabbing up her arm. Yeah. 
I know it's hard. You don't have to tell me. Some of the big hospital CEOs and state health officials, though, have generally said that it's going to be okay. This is like an extreme precaution, which remember, that's what we want. That is what we want from our elected Mm -hmm. leaders to take these precautions and to be forward looking. So luckily, this is probably not going to be an issue because this vaccine mandate has worked. So let's look at some of the numbers. This is kind of a good case study for how these are working. On August 15th, this was before the mandate was announced, only 70% of nursing home staff was vaccinated fully. That was at 92% this week. It's a pretty similar rate for hospital staff in general. That number jumped from 77% to 92%. So these worked. What I keep thinking about with these vaccine mandates is like, do you guys know anybody who waited to get the vaccine, said they weren't going to do it, and then had to, and then regretted it? I would just be so annoyed that I missed out on like weddings and trips and then had to get the vaccine anyway. Do you guys know anybody like this? No. I no. not who's not who's revealed themselves to me. True. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have the kind of energy where people... Don't don't generally bring that nonsense into my life. <laughs> like, like if you if you're friends with me and you're like I I checked with everybody, everybody's like vaccinated. It's like yeah. vaccinated. Everybody in my life was all like, yeah. I I had um a lot of I had some older uh I guess they're not they're not in laws. Let's not go there. But um <laughs> my my boyfriend's uh, relatives older uh black people and like there was not a single person who didn't get vaccinated like everybody was like as soon as possible they all got vaccinated like it wasn't even a question like everybody did it so we were able to go and like have a barbecue because like it was so everyone was like absolutely not even there was no hesitation whatsoever so like that was kind of interesting for me because you know, what, what stuns me is like, again, you have a rational choice between get disease and die or get vaccine and not die. And bizarrely, people are like, I would rather die from this disease. That's not even real. And you're like, how could it not be? Uh, You know, like people just coming up with rationalization after rationalization to avoid doing this thing because they would rather hold resentment against people who they don't like or they would rather they think that this is autonomy and that it's it's destroying their autonomy, which it is not. It's a public health crisis, wild people. Or they just hate other people and think that they shouldn't be empathetic to other people and resent the idea that they should have to care about anyone other than themselves, their own desires. And apparently their desire is to die choking in an ICU unit, which is a very weird desire. And I'm sorry, please do not Where do your that. parents can't visit you. No one can be with you. You like, you have to just be alone. I mean, but it's also crazy because there are people out there who truly believe like that every single person will be dead in two years who took the vaccine. I was just having this conversation with um, an Uber driver. It was it was like one of those ones where you end up having like the best conversation ever with your okay. Uber driver. Yeah. And he was telling me all the crazy shit people tell him in his car. And he was like, I had a man tell me two days ago that everyone will be dead in two years. And I, and I'm sure in two years, that window is going to extend to three. Like, Oh no, it's actually more yeah. like, yeah. Or like, they'll be like, but see like these people are all, cause I will sometimes go down anti-vax rabbit holes. If I can find them, they're kind of hard to find. Cause these websites, I know we're going to talk about one, but these websites do try to remove stuff, but. Um, I saw one anti-vax person saying that like 
all the breakthrough cases are actually uh, people from people getting sick from the vaccine. Okay. And that we're rebranding the breakthrough cases as people getting sick from the vaccine. Yeah. The government's so good at rebranding things. Yeah. <laughs> instead of, instead of the Occam's razor, which is mm-hmm. it, it's COVID. Like it's yeah. It, that they died like, of COVID. Like people who are unvaccinated are dying of COVID and people who are vaccinated are generally, generally not, not dying of COVID. Yeah. Overwhelmingly. Right. Well, and I think you can figure out how to, you know what? I, I can't go in that, that mental space. It's a place <laughs> I, I cannot follow. <laughs> <laughs> When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E. F-O-O-D-S dot com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Our, our next story is related because I think that I think what happened here is that we just vastly kind of like the failure of tech platforms to moderate anti-vaccine content in general about all vaccines prior to the pandemic seems to have been quite catastrophic here. Um, these people were at school board meetings before they were posting nonsense before Facebook algorithms were leading, were leading new moms into groups that were casting doubt on the safety of, of vaccines. And now YouTube says they're not going to do that at all anymore. So YouTube said Wednesday that it was banning all anti-vaccine videos and content that includes the accounts of pretty prominent anti-vaccine activists from its platform, including RFK jr. So this, why is RFK, what happened to him? I mean, a lot has happened to him. Yeah, I mean, well, that's true. Pretty, okay, yeah, Actually, the you know like- I know exactly what happened to him. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Baron Trump, who hurt I you? Asked the question, I asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that, not that vaccines. You cannot blame vaccines for no, it anything vaccine. that happened to RFK. And so YouTube it's- already had a, a ban on COVID-19 vaccine misinformation that probably came belated as well, but now they're expanding this to everything. So since last year, they've removed over 130,000 videos for violating COVID-19 vaccine policies, but over time they've removed over a million videos, which is just, I mean, this is a broader conversation just about how many people are famous and how many people have reaches of a million people. And 
the challenges with that. But I mean, we keep saying this with tech platforms where they take action and they take things seriously when it is way too late. They take action sort of after a hostile power influenced our elections and misinformation contributed to the deaths of 700,000 people. Like, what is it going to take for these platforms to realize? I mean, like what's happening? Is there anything happening right now that they have yet to address that they're probably, you think they will in six months because they'll see how catastrophic it is. They're finally addressed vaccines. I mean, no, they're not going to do like, like the government needs to regulate these tech platforms is what it is. I mean, because they're not, they are companies. They are going to do what is profitable to them until the moment that it is no longer profitable. And it is going, they see down the line that if they keep, promoting anti-vax content and get associated with that. It will ultimately be bad for their bottom line. It could open them up maybe to legal action at some point. They've made some kind of calculation at this point that their bottom line actually isn't, it's not good Mm -hmm. for them to promote this content. Facebook, again, only does things when it feels like their reputation is being damaged. I actually find it very creepy that like when I watch Hulu, with my ads, you know, that Facebook does ads that are like yeah. not even for its service because no one, you don't need to see an ad for Facebook service. It's just for an ad. That's like, we're good. Like Google does it too. Good. Well, Google owns YouTube. It's exactly. really weird. Well, exactly. And they're always good and affecting like the Scientology ones. And at the end I'm like, Oh God. Yeah. Like these companies are, they make moves sort of when it seems like their reputation is going to be affected to the tune of some amount of dollars, but they're, they're never going to stop on their own. And like, you can't trust any of them. Zillow is evil too. We found out this week that like Zillow has been using all our data to buy up houses and drive up home prices and create more of a housing crisis. So it's just like, we can't trust any of them. Right. I mean, we need to just, I don't understand why people don't look at capitalism more as like, it's a weed. It's a creature. And humans cannot like overtake it. We rational people like this is always the, the course that that corporations will take always. But we keep and you're right, at least they they take they take an action at the very last minute and then they make an ad for it. And they're like, you, your kids can be safe on Facebook. It's like, well, they weren't for like eight years. Yeah, <laughs> they were no. not safe. And you admitted it. That's exactly right. We'll stop the Russians. But you didn't. Yeah. I mean, it's it's there's a tremendous amount of incentives to basically because there's no regulation and many of the people who are in place to make regulation don't really understand how these work um and the opacity is part of the strategy right is to make sure that it stays as complex as possible they'll often throw things like ai out there to like make it seem even right. more difficult to understand like are, how are you going to regulate an ai and all this other stuff it's like yeah, there need to be greater protections put on. I mean, the, the internet should be turned into a utility. I cannot believe we still have not categorized the internet as a utility. It needs to be pulled under the same public airway rules that we had in place for all other public airways for a really long time, which is like, you can't, you know, uh, all the discrimination, all that stuff like that needs to be intact. And I mean, these are not just, we've gotten used to calling them tech platforms, but they're data mining companies. Yeah. That's their sole purpose. Absorb our data and then sell it back to us 
to uh, for a profit in this in this in effect and they are they sell it to other companies you know we are just packets of data as we interact with their their items and so it puts us at, we are the the consumer we are both the consumer and the product and as long as that's the case it's going to incentivize them to put people you know to to consume people you know <laughs> And yeah, I mean, are they going to get better? No, until there's a consequence, uh, oddly, like the Republican Party. Basically, until there are consequences imposed for all of this stuff, anti-vax dissemination. The, I mean, the Facebook accommodated a genocide. Like, I cannot yeah. stop <laughs> thinking about this. Like, they basically, like, toppled multiple government like this is a thing like people use them because it is an avenue to manipulate people and yeah new media always comes with the risk of like people who are addicted to power figuring it out first Mm -hmm. Um, that's what happened with radio in the 30s um (laughs) it happened with television in the 50s like you got to get there before the fascists this was even reminded me at least and i were talking about this before we started recording and i didn't know that pay structures for entertainment talent and production people that help with the streamers are different than, than some of the networks and they can get away with paying you less. That's insane to me. Yeah. It's, um, if any of you guys have seen like celebrities or people in Hollywood posting about the, it's pronounced like Yahtzee, the I, (laughs) I think it's pronounced Yahtzee. I love that. (laughs) Um, but basically like crew members in other parts of production are striking or they're potentially going to go on strike in the future. It looks more and more likely they will for better conditions on set. No, namely, like not having to work 14 hour days. I mean, it, there's so much crazy stuff that happens on set. But one of the things that's been going on and that's kind of an ongoing thing are these new media contracts, which are basically like things that are for streaming services are categorized differently, even though that is television now. Yeah. As you said, it's just always somebody who seems to have authority creating a fake distinction. And then it's like, oh yes, of course, those things are different. No, actually the different, the internet should be a utility. No, these things are actually the same exact thing with the same exact impact on people's lives. Nothing is respond. Like, I mean, we just see time and time again, like our government is just completely, it's so slow and it's just can't be responsive to anything. And like, Half the people who are in Congress don't know how to use a computer, uh, can't can't open a PDF. Like they're not going to be regulating what, like looking at when, when someone from Facebook comes in and is like, it's AI and it's too hard for us to fix it. It's if we've got half of the Senate is like, you know, 80 years old. Completely. Yeah. That sounds too hard. Right. Exactly. I don't know what Diane. Uh, yeah. I don't know what Diane Feinstein is going to like exactly. push Mark Zuckerberg grew up on. with rotary phones. Yeah. Let's, just, let's wrap our heads around. Like, I think that sometimes we like lose track of time. Like if you were, were born in the 1940s, you literally grew up with like, f- like color television was like a thing that happened. Like that's, that's like a thing that you lived through. And like, <laughs> you were that's crazy. When it well, exactly who have color television, color print in newspapers is still like a, a young thing, by the way, like in the news, in, in the newsprint, it's relatively new. We were alive 
when they switched from pure black and white to color in newspapers. Like this <laughs> is like how much time they've had. Like they, the, social media, we, we've grown up in it, but like we were what, senior year high school, juniors maybe when like Facebook started. It's, it's, yeah, it's still I mean, so we young. remember the entire advent of the internet, basically. It happened really, like, it happened really, really fast, but we are at a point where it's like, okay, we need to start adjusting to the world of the internet. And like, it's really hard to do that when you have these hearings and they're talking about algorithms to someone who, like, doesn't really use social media like isn't on their computer like doesn't understand what it means to be fed content like youtube's big issue is that it is and all of these platforms big issue is that they are they send you down a rabbit hole of worse and worse more radicalizing stuff like youtube will see that you are a mom who wants to maybe watch videos about how to make like your own baby formula or something. And from that, we'll be like, oh, let me start serving you other like nature mom stuff. And then, oh, maybe you actually want to watch this video about vaccines. And like, that's how this happens. Yeah, that's how this happens. And that's how we got to that arguably is sort of how we got to such a devastating point in the pandemic, even after a vaccine. That is our show today. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Caitlin Bird. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.